Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. <laughs> what up, ladies and gents? Welcome to another good. episode. I'm just going to say, without even practicing, Manuel, right on point. Nailed yeah. it. Nailed it. That's Nailed what it. I do. Uh, that's, that's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> All right, ladies and gents, Hernan Cias, host of the Business Bros Podcast, along with my co-host, the insurance bro, James Cias with Pipeline Insurance. And who do we got on the show today? Oh, we are so excited. We have an awesome guest on the show. Uh, another one from one of the best groups out there. Let's be honest, right? I mean, there's a lot of great ones out there. A lot of great ones. Oh, I got to turn off my... Uh, do not disturb. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we are so excited. Thank you very much for joining us, Mr. Manuel Sanchez from Compass. Yes. Ooh, welcome Love to the it. program. Thank you very much for having me. It's uh, it's the first podcast I do, so I'm pretty excited and nervous at the same time. I, I don't well, know. Well, I'm glad you spoke. Yeah. Because there's, there's an issue sometimes when that microphone goes on, click. Like all of a sudden, you know, Everyone goes silence. <laughs> so, so you spoke. So we're on the right track. <laughs> all right. Before we get to Manuel's story, just a reminder, ladies and gents, 365 pairs of shoes by the end of the year. So if you have new shoes, used shoes, you want to donate cash, hit James up, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. He'll ride over on his Harley and pick up those bad boys. He'll also help you out with your insurance, just letting you know. So 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. Calm. And we are this close, by the way, this close to actually having that thermometer behind your head. Yeah, yeah. We have the thermometer, so we, we can actually it. show people where we are in the shoe count. Oh, nice. <laughs> yep. We've been meaning to do that, saying we're going to do it, and it's it's happening. A shoe happening. counter. I love shoe it. Ca- a well, shoe it's counter. just a thermometer, right? Okay. So yeah, you can yeah. use it as sales <laughs> metrics. You can close use enough, it whatever. Right? <laughs> For us, we're going to use it for the shoe count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're almost there. All right. <laughs> Manuel. Yes. Manuel sells. Yeah. Right? Sell with Manuel. Manuel sell sells, with, whatever you want to call it. Sell, sell with, Manuel. with Manuel. That's yep. actually your IG handle, right? That is my IG handle. Yes, it is. Sells with Manuel. So tell me, Manuel, when did you decide to get into this sales gig? Was it like your dream job? You thought about it when you were in kindergarten and you said, I'm going to sell real estate? No, not at all. I honestly, I kind of fell into it just like everyone else does. Um, I, I started selling cars. I mean, I've sold everything, to be honest. <laughs> well, I, wouldn't, I shouldn't say that. I, right. I, have, I haven't sold everything. We have dispensaries <laughs> now, so you know, yeah. selling everything can mean a wide variety of things. I, I, my first job was at Ikea. I was selling furniture. So that was All my right. first job. I, I, you know, I've worked at Nordstrom selling shoes. I've worked at Performance Bicycles selling bicycles. Um, I've sold newspaper ads. Like I've, I worked for the Union Tribune, so I've been all over the place. Um, I was selling cars for a long time, which really kind of transitioned into selling houses. So what is, is like sales just been in your DNA since you were a kid? Like you just knew like, this is what works for me. You know what? No, I just, uh, it was something that, like I said, I fell into and I was like, I'm going to perfect it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you can ever perf- like get to like oh you're perfect. the perf- yeah, yeah, yeah perfect. Yeah. But I was like I love playing around with it. Um, it's really interesting for me because um, I worked for Apple for a little bit, and that Apple has really it, it's funny their their training is just on a, on another level um, because it's not so much that they trained it sell. But they trained you to 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 um, to find the right product for the right person because each person, as we all know, is different. Identifying what they see as valuable. Yes, exactly. So I've taken that and really made it my own, and I've tried so many different sales tactics. And I know there's so many out there, like you know, like Jordan Belfort, the straight line sale, and and I've read many books on sales and how to you know um, how to sell to different uh, personalities. Mm-hmm. And I think. You know, from reading books and and seeing podcast or listening to podcasts, seeing YouTube videos, I've learned so much and kind of made it my own. Mm-hmm. So, what really helped is also, I, I, like I said, I was selling cars, so I was in the in the um, high end car business. So I worked for Porsche for a little bit, and then Ooh. I worked I worked for Lamborghini. So you can imagine Ooh. trying to sell trying to sell a half a million dollar car. I mean, shoot, is it the same though? There. Is it the same like like? You're in the Lamborghini lot and like somebody walks up. Is it no. the same type of gig no, or no, what's no, up no, with no. that? Like that's got to be a little bit different at least. It's very different. I mean, the thing with Lamborghini owners and, and people who are looking to buy a Lamborghini is they're, they're not shopping you locally. They're shopping you all over the U.S. And you have to get them. You, there's a sh- the very short window that you, you have to sell them on um, because, you know, people who have a lot of wealth, um, they want stuff done fast. And if you can't get them in a very short period of time, you know, you lost them, you lost them and that's it. They'll just go with whoever can give them the best deal. And trust me, you know, these people may have all the money in the world. They still want a deal. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've learned it's a human lot. nature, right? Yeah, absolutely. We don't want to get screwed. At. We don't get yeah. you know, pulled the wool over eyes yeah. or whatever. Like we want a good deal. I mean, they have a money, a Fuck lot of money up. for a reason, right? Well, you know what though? <laughs> I, I hear, I, I've heard that a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you've heard that said, well, you know, they got, they didn't get there being frugal. Most of them don't get there being frugal, Correct. but that doesn't take away from the fact that if I'm going to buy something, it's mm-hmm. always better if I get it for free or at a discount. It doesn't matter how much money I have, yeah. right? Like right. if I go to Baskin Robbins and I'm eating ice cream, me and the wife, right? Yeah. Hers always tastes better. <laughs> I, even if I pick my own flavor, hers yeah. is always going to taste better. Or the sample might taste a little better, but I, you know, I'm going to go with what I'm what I'm familiar with. You, you taste a sample, and you're like, "Ooh, I have one of those," and then you get the full scoop, and you're like, oh, "It didn't uh, taste as good, right?" <laughs> but it tasted good when it was free. That that is very true. Free stuff is really good. Right? I'm a sucker for free stuff. I go in and I see like free T-shirts, and I'm like, "I'll have three of those." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. man! You went with the free shirt. Too. I knew you were gonna go there. <laughs> I knew you were gonna go there. This guy has almost nothing but free shirts. Yeah. In well, t-shirts. As far as t-shirts, the the only type of t-shirts that he has, except for the Business Bros ones, yeah, are free ones. Dude, why not? Why, why not? not? Plus, I'll take him in all sizes too. I'll give him away. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I got you a free t-shirt. Well, I, you know what? I, I'll be honest. I, I don't really take the the ones that don't fit me. All, but almost everything comes in a large. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll take the large, and it's a free shirt. Like, what do you? I'm not gonna throw away a free shirt. Yeah, freeze for me. I mean, shoot, my my sleeping t-shirt is like running a marathon, 2016. You know, it's like (laughs) I'm just sleeping it. I don't care. Like, (laughs) not gonna lie, my sleeping shirt right now is uh, from Driven Wealth Management. See, free shirt. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, the car business really. You know what? I had a lot of fun selling cars. It's something that that. 
I knew I wasn't going to do forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to be my own boss and kind of have my own schedule. But I enjoyed it so much because I pl- there's there's so many people who walk through the door, and I'd have fun with it in the sense that I would even make up accents. <laughs> like I would I would say like oh there's someone I'm just going to play around with it see what see what works see what doesn't, and I would I would create this like oh hey. Welcome to Porsche. How you doing today, sir? And I just thought, be like, oh, great. And then someone else would come in and I'd be like, hey, what's up, man? Come on in. What do you want? Like, I just, I tried so many different things. And what's, what was great that it was, I was, you know, so many different people, like face-to-face interaction that I think the car business was the best thing I could have done before getting into real estate. You, you, I've heard that a number of times. Yeah. It's because you get so many at-bats. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. The more times you get an at bat, the more things you're like, well, that didn't work. Try yeah. something else. Oh, that worked. Let's yeah. try it again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, the only thing that's that's the, you know different car business than the real estate market is or selling real estate is that in the car business, a very quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. They walk in the door, they either want a car, or they don't. Um, when it comes to real estate, you know, it's a it's a longer process. Um, you have to constantly be following up with people, constantly be kind of you know showing them and, and teaching them how the market works. There's a lot of people that don't know how real estate works. And um, that's one of the reasons why I love, you know, providing them more than just selling them. Um, I like providing them value by like, look, I'm going to teach you exactly what I'm doing. Um, there's some people that don't don't care, to be honest. Yeah. They're like, I just wanted the house, either buy the house or sell the house, whatever you, however you're going to do it, just do it. Other people are like, I want to know exactly what you're doing. So uh, getting to know, you know, who that type of person is, is huge. And like I said, car business helped me out. There are some people that, you know, walked in and they're like, hmm, how much horsepower did this have? How wide are the tires? And I'm like, okay, you're, you're one of those. You're mm-hmm. about like all about the, the numbers. And then there's other people who are like, wow, this feels really nice. These seats are nice. It feels good. I'm like, oh, okay, you're an emotional buyer. Like, you know. Uh, the numbers don't really matter. And they, you know, it's it just so many different things that you learn from it. And I think when I decided to get into real estate, um, I was living up in LA and like I said, I've always wanted to get into real estate and I, I, it took me forever to get my license. I'll, <laughs> I'll admit that. And I did fill my, my test three times, which I'm not too proud of, but whatever I have it right Is now. It because you were kind of busy with life and you just kind of like yeah i'm gonna yeah. do it and i kind of t- dabbled in it and then you know maybe dabble in it again and yeah you know interesting that you bring that up i was busy with life and i was just like do i really want to get into real estate do i not i knew it in the back of my head i did but being in real estate i mean you're you're solely commission mm-hmm. that's you know if you don't work you don't get paid it's kind and of so a scary leap. It is. And at the time I was living in uh, in L.A. when I decided to get into it. I'm originally from San Diego. My family's from, from Mexico, so hablo español. Hola a todos. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they're from Tijuana, and I, I was born and raised here in San Diego. And um, and I, I've always wanted to live in L.A. So I went up to L.A. And honestly, this was my first. The reason I w- lived, went up to live in L.A. was because I wanted to be on Million Dollar Listing. Be honest. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was like, oh, that's, you know, I'm going to suit up and I'm going to be a million dollar listing and I'm gonna make it happen. I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. And uh, I got my real estate license. I, um, it, like I said, it took me forever. I got my real estate license. I get into real estate. I quit the car business. Like I was like, that's cold it. Turkey. That's yeah, it. cold that's turkey. I'm not going to be a part-time real estate agent. I'm all, I've always thought like, if I'm going to go into real estate, I'm going to go in at hundred percent. So I go in it and, uh, I start working for, uh, Berkshire Hathaway and I get this mentor, and I'm like, Shh, I don't need you. 
<laughs> don't you know i i you know i've been I, selling my whole life yeah i've been selling well no i'm like i, I watch million dollar listing i know how this is done oh yeah yeah, yeah okay okay <laughs> and he was <laughs> that that approach okay yeah yeah cool, yeah. yeah i was i was i was this cocky guy and honestly i got punched in the face i was you know uh five months in i had no leads you know i i didn't know what to do no no direction and it broke me like five months into it i it broke me, and I was going broke. Yeah, <laughs> so, so double broke. Yeah, exactly. So I decided to quit and move back to San Diego. Dude, yeah. You I, know, it's funny. I've I've been talking to somebody online, uh, Posh Notion. She's doing this whole thing about unbreakable, yeah. and she wants to be people to share their unbreakable stories. Mm-hmm. This is one of your moments. Like this is yeah. where you're quitting. Yeah. Or you're making it happen. Yeah. Right. Like tuck your tail between your legs and go back to the cars, or. Mm-hmm. Face it, and I'm gonna make this happen. And you know what? It's it's uh, if if you know anyone in the car business, it's it's tough because it's it's easy money. It's easy money, so it's easy it, you can easily fall back into it. Um, but in real estate, you know, I was like, you know what? I quit real estate. I moved back home, and I was I was down. I was like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? Like, on, I honestly thought real estate was gonna be my thing. Like, especially in LA. Now I'm back in San Diego. Um, I don't know what. So. I took, what was it, four or five months off, like just trying to figure it out. At the time, I was uh, reaching out to a lot of real estate agents because I do, um, I, sh- I shoot videos, I promote them, I edit them, I upload them to YouTube. And so I start, I, I love it. I love, you know, editing videos and I do the whole thing. I have my gimbal and my drone and I do the whole thing, right? So I started reaching out to agents because I noticed that a lot of uh, agents in San Diego weren't doing um home tours like actual home videos like you know with music and like cool cool angles something that people want to watch it's something that people want to watch especially for social media and in la everyone was doing it i was like why why isn't everyone doing it in san diego like are they that far behind like you know social media wise um or, or like you know content wise and so i i started calling up agents and i was telling them like hey like i'm selling my videos like they're cheap man <laughs> buy them off of me <laughs> You know, I'll go in and I'll do my own thing. And one agent called me. He's like, hey, can I talk to you? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I was like, I got, cool. my, first, yeah, I got, I got my first sale. Got him, yeah. I got him. I got him. He's like, why don't you go back into real estate? I was like, I don't know. And I told him my whole story. He's like, dude, you should go back into real estate. And it kind of put it back in my mind. And I started seeing at the time, I was just driving around San Diego looking for a job because I wanted to get into marketing. That's that's what I went to school for. And I started seeing this, you know, canner brokerage district group and i started seeing it. i was like who are these people like and so i reached out got hired two days late got hired by by uh, canter brokerage i already started hanging my license with them and then two days later i joined the district group and my world completely changed now you had mentorship that actually now you i wanted had, to follow yeah now i had someone that you know jeff disher that i looked up to and i was like holy shit like he's he's taught you know i was with them for for close to a year on that group and he taught me, you know, what nobody else had taught me. He showed me the ropes. He he told me, do it this way, do it that way. And you know, Jeff, he's hardcore. You'll you'll have him here Pretty two soon, weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and he's hardcore. And that's someone. That's something that I needed. And so it, he taught me a lot of things. I taught him a lot of things when it comes to marketing. And so it was a great group. It was a great family. And um, I just a year later, I decided to branch out on my own and kind of do my own thing. 
So that's so, that's where I'm at right now. So it's a good thing that this license lasts four years, right? <laughs> yeah. Before you got to redo it. Otherwise, <laughs> you spent the first yeah. year kind of fumbling around. Oh man, yeah, yeah. It's you know I, I don't count that as 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 uh, year one. No, I don't. I, I really don't count it as year one. So technically, I just wrapped up. You know, year one. So well, let me let me ask you this though. Like, there's a lot of people who jump into the business. Yeah that are in that situation they're like i'm gonna get into real estate they have the same idea right they, yeah. they saw property brothers they mm-hmm. saw million dollar listing they're like this is easy that's uh, no problem i know all kinds of people who have houses yeah right and so they get into the business maybe they close one or two deals their friend or family whatever mm-hmm. and poof, that's it like what does it feel like being in the five month marker and how did you decide to keep going like when you when that idea came back in your head huh. like what pushed you because you could have easily been thinking about no nah, man i don't want to go back to that that sucked that was horrible yeah like what what drove you to do that you know what i think it was me moving back to san diego i mean i grew up here and i have a ton of friends here uh, i know a lot of people who are you know i'm i'm 30 years old and i have a lot of friends who are getting married buying houses i mean shoot i have a lot of friends who are selling you know their first home buying a second home and so I think for me it was it was back in San Diego, knowing San Diego so well. I know it like the back of my hand. Not that at LA I didn't know it because I you know I lived there for a year and a half, but I was competing against people who grew up in LA, who had family there, who went to school there, and here I am, you know, million dollar listing wannabe uh, from San Diego. Uh, on paper, I don't know anything about LA or the LA market, and so that was my biggest hurdle that I said that it made me quit. But with what you know now, you think you can oh, handle it? Yeah. What I know now, um, I, I I think I would have approached the LA real estate market or the LA real estate, you know, world very differently. Very different. It just, I would have just gone hardcore all the time. So tell me what that means. Like what what does hardcore you know, look like to you? Look, um, to me personally, hardcore going hardcore in real estate is 24 um, 7 no days off I know there's a lot of realtors who take days off or who have a set schedule I'm at a point in my career um, because I do look at it as a career I don't look at it as as a job I'm at a point in my career where if I don't make it happen then you know it, it, it's like what's next I don't feel like there's anything out there for me because real estate is really the the combination of two of my favorite things well, actually, three of my favorite things, which is real estate, sales, and marketing. Um, because at the end of the day, you're, you you have to have to know how to market properties. And not only properties, but how to market yourself. I mean, gone are the days where you threw up a for sale sign, threw, it on, threw a property on the MLS, and it just sold. Mm-hmm. You really have to do uh, uh, marketing before it hits the market. Um, during uh, when it's for sale, and then after, because you're after you want to promote that. Hey, I sold I got the job done. I got the job done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sold this property, um, and that you know, producing content and um, just being in front of as many people as you can is for me is going to hardcore. Like every, every single person that you meet is a potential client. At one point or another, they're gonna buy a house, sell a house, rent. I mean, you name it. Everyone likes real estate or not, not not likes real estate but it's involved it's, but it's curious about real estate well, it's involved either it's, it's either it's involved. as a renter or as an owner and you know what the, the, the now that i'm then that i've been doing it for for a little over a year um 
it's funny. I go to I go to I'm with my girlfriend and we go out to dinner and I just hear real estate or home sale or something and my my ear I'm just like squirrel. Yeah. I, I swear I'm like squirrel, squirrel. And my girlfriend notices it too cuz cuz I'm like I doze off and she's like what? And I'm like I don't know. I heard someone's want to sell their home. I was like oh shoot like you know I just that's that's and that's me going hardcore. That's me having a mentality of this business if you don't go 24/7 you will not be successful. And, and, and so that, in a sense, it's, it's good. But at the same time, I feel, I see a lot of, I run into a lot of realtors who are like, I've had my license for, you know, three years. And, and uh, the only reason why I got it is because my sister wants to sell our house. I'm like, oh, man, that never ends up well. well that's always the, the one transaction and you're done. And, yeah, and you're done. But, you know, what kind of value does she add if she doesn't do this on day in and day out? Mm-hmm. And so, um, uh, you know hardcore or uh or don't go at all hashtag always on always on (laughs) hashtag always on that's 100 percent true though because um the reason i say always on is people who have set schedules in real estate i mean i look i i uh i i don't worry about that oh um i respect that there's a lot of people who have family have things to do um but me you know being 30 years old and at such a, a you know growing face in my, in in my career i have to always be on i so, tell my clients i'm like i'm always like you have to you want to talk at 1am about real estate about going to view property call me i'll answer the phone yeah yeah well, <laughs> well let me ask you this though you're thinking about today a lot mm-hmm. uh, or as a as a realtor now that you're now that you have today in the bag like you know what you're doing on a regular basis 24/7 yeah. you're on mm-hmm. what about 20 years from now 25 years from now 30 years from now what do you see like do you have there's a, the reason i ask because everybody who gets into a business whether it's a self-employed business like a realtor or they build a business they're oftentimes not thinking about an exit strategy how are you going to get out of this business or are you going to get out you know what i mean like has has that have you started thinking that far ahead um i have um i you know you have your your five-year goals or 10-year goal 20-year goal whatever you want to call it um I have, and I think real estate is gonna it's gonna change um, in the next ten years. Um, not that the realtor uh, is ever gonna go away. I don't think that will ever happen. You tend to see that in the news a lot, where it's like, oh, Zillow's gonna take over, Redfin's gonna take no. over. Nobody wants to deal with a computer. Nobody wants to deal with a call me a nine to five. Like they want to deal with a person that they can call, that they can see, that they can you know. Uh, uh, look at and hang out with and go to dinner with because at the end of the day people like dealing with people they don't want to deal yeah they don't want they don't want to you know deal with with a machine even though it's kind of scary because now you can buy everything online well yeah (laughs) terminator google become self-aware yeah i mean but it's but it's true okay so you're right the real estate market the dynamic the way the transaction happens all those things will change Mm -hmm. and then we do have cyclical markets so you're going to see fluctuations up and down and values all that stuff changes Mm -hmm. but but i think you're right i think i think there's not going to be much of a there's still the the person involved so i do see that um but you do need to prepare for for other types of trends and changes within being a realtor how how things happen and you're starting to see that right now you're starting to see like the 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 old school agent who may not be too familiar with maybe social media because social media right now real estate and social media are one like if or you're not on be. social media and you're a real estate agent then 
you should just quit (laughs) because (laughs) because you know whether you're selling a home or you're selling yourself you have to be whether you want to be and call it you know social media many people think like oh instagram no it's it's linkedin it's you know snapchat it's facebook it's uh twitter it's um instagram i mean there's so many different avenues when you say social media and every every platform is different I see a lot of people share what they share on Instagram, they share it on Facebook, and they share it on Lin- on, on LinkedIn. Exactly I'm like, the it's, same piece of content. Exactly, it's so different. It's different platforms. And for example, I, I started writing LinkedIn articles, and um, and I usually come out with them. Uh, I try to come out with them every two to three weeks. I get really inspired and I start writing. And I come out with them on on a Wednesday at nine a.m., nine thirty a.m., where people are at work and can go on LinkedIn. Um, and they don't get in trouble if they go on LinkedIn. Um, so I, I, I attack LinkedIn at that time uh, in a more professional way because LinkedIn is a professional platform. Platform. Yeah. Um, when it comes to Facebook, I usually you know go on Facebook or share something uh, uh, more for the uh, older demographic because that's the people that are on Facebook. And I usually share it in the afternoons, like in the evenings, like at 5 p.m., where people are maybe... Uh, finishing up dinner or you know jumping into bed their leisure time yeah they're just on Facebook and they're seeing what their family you know their family members are doing Instagram is funny because Instagram um, I share a lot of stories I share a lot of what I'm doing which I think is super important and the funny thing is like it's super easy to do it's really (laughs) easy to do to just pop and everyone sees your stories like the algorithm of of posting a picture not everyone will see it like instagram chooses who they're going to send it to but stories everyone will see it mm-hmm. and i think it's i think it, it, it's a it's just a great platform to document your everyday life what you're doing you're grabbing dinner just record it hey guys i'm just here grabbing dinner. like it just it shows personality without actually selling anything yeah well, the demographic's also a little bit different there, too. It is. So it is. there's more people using an Instagram story than a Facebook story, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the the attraction in Facebook, I, I think we're... What was the demographic? Last I saw it was something like like 20, 20 to 35-year-olds yeah. are a majority on, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's very popular amongst realtors because we get to show pictures yeah. and, and show exactly where we're walking through. Yeah. So, no, I, I 100% agree with you that, that paying attention to the platform is super important mm-hmm. um staying top of mind is super important so right. i don't know if i don't know i would you know i'm a big proponent of using social media mm-hmm. but the only one thing i would disagree with you is a realtor doesn't necessarily have to do social media to be successful if they can stay top of mind if they actually yeah. pick up the phone if they actually you know conversate with with clients on a regular basis if they work their crm their circle of influence like they're supposed to you can be successful yeah but you can take it to a whole new level if, if you're on social media. If you're on social media, yeah. right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you, you reach a new audience where um, they may not be your circle of influence with ads so easily. Uh, being able to create ads easily on Instagram, you can reach. I mean, your the reach is is you know enormous, enormous, yeah, enormous. You can do so much on it. And you the, the you can be so creative, and at the same time, it's so easy to do. Right. Well, let me ask you. I mean, realtors spend marketing dollars all yeah. the time, whether it's flyers or or mailers or whatever it's going to be. How much are you like working on your ad spend right now? Is it mostly you know is is it print or is it mostly on on like Facebook, YouTube? 
So here's here's a way I approach it, and I've been using uh, both of them. I do print and I do digital ads, you know, or, or social media ads. And the way I, I approach it is, for example, let's just, just take a neighborhood, you know, here in Chula Vista. Um, I, I see that neighborhood. I map it. Uh, I see the homes on there. I go and I flyer drop. I flyer drop an ad, let's say for Compass Concierge, which I think is a great program. If you don't know about it, you should definitely check it out. Uh, compass.com slash concierge and um, I go and drop the flyer and that same week I take out a uh, I put a post compass concierge on my Instagram and I promote the ad just within that area so now they're not only seeing it on print but then all of a sudden it pops up on their phone do you see it uh, do you use like a geographical pin correct okay yeah. that, so I, that totally helps <laughs> yeah that, that helps yeah and then and then maybe a, a week later i do a different picture and I, I do the same thing or i maybe attack them on the stories uh, on their stories so it's just different ways where it's like they don't realize how many times they've seen they how many times they see and then they see it on their phone and they're like doesn't isn't that like the like let's let's see that flyer again like mm-hmm. oh shoot like or whenever they're they're you know because let's be honest, everyone throws away flyers. I get it. Probably, you know, all my flyers get thrown away. Everyone does it. I do it. Um, I don't do a lot of mailers for that same reason. I do. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't like sending, you know, people stuff through the mail unless it's actually personalized, like a postcard, where mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, you know, it's great to. Uh, I see that you've been hitting the gym or whatever. That's great, man. Like, keep it up. Or a handwritten address. I do that. Handwritten address. Handwritten note mm-hmm. on a postcard. Um, but I don't do a lot of mailers um, because I I, I, I want to know that when they walk through the door, my flyer is going to be on the door and they're going to see it. And so um, the reason I do that is because I, I, I get them in, on my doorstep and I see them all the time. I don't know if that's because I'm just a realtor. Well, yeah, part of it is because you're a realtor. But I mean, I, I, I talk about junk mail all the time, right? Yeah. So I know on Tuesdays, my inbox and my, my mailbox is going to have the junk mail, yeah. right? But that's okay. I know most of it's going to go in the trash. But if I'm looking for like my Carl's Jr. coupons, I know they're going to be there, right? Yeah. I know what stuff is in there and it's on a consistent regular basis. Right. And so one thing we talk about all the time is using the stories as your junk mail. Your stories yeah. are your junk. Your stories are... That's interesting. That's, that's a good uh, way to view it. Because it's, it's just constant you being top of mind, right? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a loud siren. We never get sirens up yeah. here. <laughs> so... Rarity. It is a rarity. So, so it's it's constant top of mind. Most people are going to go through your through the stories and they're going to see you. Mm-hmm. They may not pay attention to you. They may not really watch your whole story, but they've seen you. Correct. And they constantly see you coming up. And they see that you are a realtor. They see what you are doing on a regular basis. And even though they might just swipe through when they need you, they know exactly who you are and what you've been doing. And you know what? They, they I, I upload so many stories that... that um they know I'm, I'm, I'm working all the time. Mm-hmm. They know I'm working all the time because when it comes Sunday and everyone's out Sunday, fun day, I'm uploading my open house and I'm like, I'm working. <laughs> so that's the thing. So again, we go back to, to being hardcore all the time. But because of that, how many people contact you via social and they're like, hey, uh, I got a friend or I need to. You know what? Uh, the first six months I was doing real estate, I got zero calls, zero messages, zero, like nothing. Um, and just like everything, it takes time for people to realize like, oh shoot, like this guy's actually like still crushed, like still crushed, still doing it. You no, know, so he's still uploading his, his, uh, his open houses. He's still doing, Hey, 
you know what? I have a buddy of mine. Who, and then I started receiving messages. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, it's, it's working. It's working. Yeah. Like, it's working. And just like anything. I mean, you do anything and it's, you know, you, you go to the gym the first day. You're, it's going to be terrible. <laughs> it's going to suck for the first couple of weeks. Let yeah. Me tell you. <laughs> and it's going to suck. And you're going to be like, oh, dude, this is not working. And then six months later, you're, you know, if you do it consistently, um, you start seeing that, that results. You know, the results. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let me ask you, uh, what kind of advice would you give somebody who's just starting out? Now you've been through the rocks, yeah. right? You've been through the, I've seen the, the dark side. the valleys. Yeah, and you've made it to the light, or at least on the way to the light, right? Yeah. We don't want to go to the light yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long-ass tunnel, but you can see where you're going yeah. now. <laughs> That's what the 80-year gold. Yeah, the yeah. 80-year goal is the like that start, maybe, maybe start taking a few steps towards the light. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but always heading in the light direction, yeah. right? And you're not going backwards. What advice would you give somebody who's who just got their license or they're 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 thinking about you know getting out there um the the number one advice would be join join a team join a group everyone should i've seen people uh go on their own um and don't get me wrong there's a lot of people who have gone on their own since day one and they've made it i have friends who have done it and they've never joined a team but i think it's it's important to have a mentor and have someone that you can that you can uh always you know shoot a text message if you run into something and that's that's what teams are for um to have that mentor that leader that you're like you know that will help you hey manuel you can start doing this this and this this is the way you should do this you know um and before i left for example the district group um jeff was you know that was my go-to guy um and i and I, I still messaged with him i still messaged with ben i still would message with everyone in the group and it's I, w- I made sure that before I left the group that I had someone that I could reach out to. So I think anyone looking to to become a real estate agent, get their license and then really dive deep into it is number one, realize that your first year is going to suck. <laughs> it's going to be tough. This is not an instant gratification business. No, no, no. This is not. This is no. Uh, I was lucky to uh, in my first year close eight transactions. And within my first month, I was I had my first deal. Um, that is rare, and people have told me. I thought that was the norm. I was like, "Oh shoot, I got my first deal." And they're like, "Dude, you got your first deal within the first month." Yeah. Like I, I was like, well, "Is that not normal?" And they're like, "No." <laughs> like having money saved up um, is, is a huge part because you're not making any money. Yeah, you gotta float. You gotta float. You gotta float. You gotta be able to pay the bills. Anyone looking to join, just realize it's gonna be tough. I mean, I'm not saying it gets any easier after year one. It doesn't. <laughs> like I've just crossed year one, and it's you know it's still you're still on 24 seven. I'm still on 24 seven, and that's the thing. It's just you'll talk to agents who have been in the business for nine, ten years, and they still like they're like, dude. I wake up every morning not knowing where my next deal is going to come from. You just never know in this business. You could be down one day, and then the next day, your buddy calls you and he's like, "Hey, I want to sell my house." Great. I, you're like, "Oh my god!" You know, I didn't see that one coming. Like, cool. Um, and so, you know, the the, the mental uh, toughness and just being able to motivate yourself because you are your own boss. Um, having a mentor that you can look up to and you can reach out for any questions is is a huge huge part of uh, your success in real estate Dude, so that's that's yeah coaching or mentoring right yeah. somebody you can bounce your ideas off of or somebody you can get answers from when you yeah. have questions because you will have questions i'm telling you I, I i'm telling you even realtors i don't care how long you've been you see sometimes things in, in, in the, because i've heard it where they're on year 15 and they're like oh shoot 
in my 15 years, I've never seen this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they probably have someone they go to, you know, who may have seen this. Before. Or at least a network of people, right? Get to know yeah. some agents and, and, and at least have that friendship. Because you have 10 different agents on a team. Yeah. Somebody's had that type of situation or 100%. similar one, right? And you're going to be able to get that answer. Yeah. Well, I, a little bit of a side note, because we talked about this a little bit before the show. How do you feel about podcasting now? You know, I was I was just telling her, her and I was... I, I was about what was it maybe six seven months ago i reached out to uh to jeff and i said jeff we should start a podcast and if anyone who knows jeff disher he was on the espn radio i think sports or something like that and uh, i said jeff we should start a podcast and he's like really want to start a podcast and i'm like yeah why not i downloaded this app like we just upload it so easy he's like when do you want to start it do you have everything prepped i'm like no dude let's just Hit the hit the record, hit the record button. button. See what happens. We'll, we'll see what happens. He's like, okay, cool. So we sat down. We went into. We have. We used to have a green room. We sat and we hit the record. He's like, all right, go for it. I'm like, uh, uh, hi, Jeff. And I, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this is so hard. So mad respect for you guys because this is not easy. This <laughs> may seem you like did well though. I don't know, but this may seem like it's just like easy. Uh, I mad respect because it's not easy to, to start a podcast. <laughs> but that that is though where everything is. I mean, podcast is a huge of, right it's now. It's where it's heading. Yeah, there's. I mean, it, it's, why do you think that is? I think it's because you you. It's like on demand. Right. Yeah. So I think we all have a designation or, or like a connection with a certain type of group of people right our tribe yeah and uh we figure out what that tribe is and that's the person that we end up connecting with that we want to listen to that we want to hear stories about i know they're like I, anytime i talk to somebody i always ask them hey what's, what kind of podcast is and it could be anything it's like yeah. oh dude i listen to this sports podcast or i listen to this marvel podcast or i i listen to uh this conspiracy theories whatever oh, yeah. like something in your mind that you really enjoy there's an audience for that and there's a show for that yeah. and i think that's the cool thing about having a podcast is the more stuff that you put out there like you're gonna find like like-minded people tend to find themselves and then you have an audience of like-minded people yeah. and at that point you know and, and but it doesn't it's like you like when when we sat down to do the podcast i told him we're doing it every day and he was like what no i don't know about all that and i was yeah. like no we're doing it every day uh five days a week and you know it's, it's happening yeah. and at first it was an hour each episode so we cut it down <laughs> to like half hour but yeah but you know and I, and I told him well you know in about three years we'll have a pretty good following and then maybe we can start monetizing or something like that yeah. and you know so going into it we were already thinking three years in advance he was like i don't think we're gonna make it like a month but all right <laughs> <laughs> it's true hey, but, i had what, my doubts what is it this is podcast 240 249 249 249 wow. and we are thank you thank you yeah. we are thank officially you. two days away from our one year anniversary wow so one year in i get to witness it yeah dude <laughs> so and everyone does on youtube and, and exactly yeah. and but that's the thing it's it took it took all this time like one year in right and yeah. now we're starting to see the results and it, it correlates with pretty much any type of sales gig anything that you're gonna jump in and you have to do this consistency on a regular basis just get out there and do it whether you're doing it do it just do it yeah right always on 24 7 I'll, always on and you know what i started a, a vlog as well on youtube manuel sanchez vlog or the sell with manuel vlog and yeah it's tough also man it's not easy coming up with ideas of shoot well i i'm a realtor like you know so i started involving a lot of uh, car stuff into my vlog but 
it's not easy. That's why I have now I respect a lot more people who vlog every single day. It's tough. Mm-hmm. And I was doing it once a week. Yeah. And then I switched to like uh, once every week and then once every other week. And then I'm like, oh, shoot, like I need it. I need it. Well, you know what? And, and I'm, I'm kind of thinking of, of we, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of Gary Vee. Right, Gary Vee's yeah. one of the one of my favorite entrepreneurs or YouTubers or whatever you want to call it yeah. online, right? And one of the things I, I've heard him say a number of times is, "You got to think of yourself as a media company, and then everything else, whatever else Correct. you do, you're a media company first. So, but a media company has multiple channels on it, mm-hmm. right? So, if I wanted to watch CSI, I could watch CSI. If I wanted to watch, you know, superheroes, I could watch superheroes at a different time and yeah. cartoons at a different time. Maybe all on the same, you know, channel, right? Mm-hmm. It's just different time frames. So. I was thinking, okay, well, CSI. It, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I don't really watch much TV these days. These days, uh-huh. but um, now it's all on Netflix. But still, same type of thing, right? So I was, so we, I only have two things that I'm doing right now, which is the the vlog. I mean, the the podcast. Yeah. And I'm doing a family vlog. And okay. the family vlog is just a matter of whatever we're going to go. Like, we're going to go to the mall. Or we're going to go to, you know, downtown document or it. whatever. Just document it and put the video. And who cares if it sucks? Like, you know what? And who cares about the views? Just like, you know, Gary Vee says it a lot. Like, who cares about the views? Yeah. Even if you get one view, like, or even if you get, you know, film a thousand vlogs and you get one view, shoot, like, 10 years from now, you're going to look back and you're like, oh, shoot, like, damn, remember that day we went well, to the mall? A, that's exactly my point, right? Like, like how like, cool is that? Well, it... When I was growing up, right, it was a film and camera, and you'd have, you know, you look at the photo album, and but they're all kind of oh, like... Oh, no, 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 Let's go even further back than that, when Grandpa had the old uh, tape recorder with oh, yeah, the yeah. little teeny tiny little cassettes. Micro- okay. the micro- yeah, and he'll get us as kids to say whatever random stuff. Yeah, just talking but on the thing. But it's all documentation, and you look back, and you have those things, and mm-hmm. you can... You and know, your memories. Good memories. The only thing is, I know that I'm going to get old one day. Uh-huh. Right, home. Well, knock on wood. Hopefully, I do get old one day. <laughs> right, and my kids are gonna have kids, and they're gonna be like, I wonder what you know, what was grandpa like? And it's not a question, like, I wonder what my grandpa was like. Oh, yeah, like, right. I wonder what he was like. You know, I know people call him shorty, I know the kind of personality that I knew, mm-hmm. but that's all, right? I don't have any connection with any of his history. Imagine if you could see a video of your grandma, your grandpa, yeah, right now, at my like, age, at your age, or your great grandpa. Like, imagine how cool would that be? Exactly. Like the dude, like just riding motorcycle or like just out in a ballad in his. Day. How cool yeah, is that? And to me, that's what the family vlog is all yeah. about. Now we're gonna be able to look back and be like, remember this day? Yeah. No. Let me play it for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> I remember yeah. you used to act like that. Remember? Look, let's pull it up. Yeah. You know, that, and that's really what it is. It's that's it's awesome. your photo album for whatever. And if other people enjoy that story, great. Yeah. And if they don't, well, you know what? It's my family. It's your family, yeah. <laughs> your kids will enjoy it. And then, you know, your grandkids, like, everyone. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, again, you know, like-minded tribes are going to are gonna be able to do that. So, Cool. All right, um, I got uh, two more things to ask you. One okay. is going to be um, ask the bros, right? So you get to ask us a question, either one of us, personal or business, doesn't okay. matter, right? And then I'm going to ask you to pick somebody who you think would be good to have on the show. So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Go for it. Apart from me, who's the most interesting guest you've had on the podcast? <laughs> I usually don't drink someone beer, who's a but when good, I do. Yeah, someone who's a, <laughs> like a good storyteller that maybe maybe your, your listeners can go back and be like, ooh, now I kind of want to go back and listen to that one. You know what? I'm going to go with Gabe Mendez. 
Okay. Gabe Mendez is one. It, it had a great story that day. I mean, he had me with goosebumps. We had tears going on that day. Really? Yeah. So I've had two interviews with Gabe. The first interview we did where he's talking about his story, how like all, you know, I mean, from the started from the bottom. Now he's here. Like yeah. that story. Like that one was deep, so okay. I, I'll, I'm gonna go with Gabe Mendez on on the most chilling goosebump story I've had on the podcast. Okay. Yeah, there's no argument for me on that one. Really? Okay, yeah, double. Really. Okay, yeah. two votes. And uh, well, if I if I gotta go with the second one, it's gonna be oh hell no. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was. You don't remember Brandon? Brandon, thank yeah. you. Yeah. So in that one, that was a funny story. He talked about how he used to work at Target mm-hmm. in loss prevention. And he tells about the day he got punched in the face by somebody who's trying what? to walk out with something. Wow. <laughs> so, those yeah. two are, you know, some good stories. I mean, oh, we've had a number no. of great <laughs> guests, but some of those, like, they stick in my head. Like, anytime I see him or I post something to him, it's always, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> and with Gabe, it's just, you know, he's a great storyteller. That's really cool. There you go. Boom. There you go. All right, so who do you think would be a good guest to have on the podcast? You know, this is this is hard because I know so many interesting people, um, but I would have to say my older brother. Oh. And the reason I'll choose his name's Enrique. The reason I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll, I'll say him. He's had just a, an interesting life. He's he's had so many jobs, <laughs> so many different jobs, and apart from that, he's traveled the world with the military. He's he's been up, he's been down, he's been you know ripped apart. I mean, you name it. And I think he uh, he's at the end of the day, he's he's funny and he just doesn't care and you know you know doesn't yeah, care. Yeah. Just has fun. And I I he, he I always tell him I'm like, dude, you've had so many jobs and you've done this and you've done that. He's like, yeah. He's like, I'm like Forrest Gump. Like just I just been all over. Like I have <laughs> all these different types of stories. And he was he went through the police academy and he was. He was on the flight deck of he was you know launching f-18s when the iraq war was going like you know you name it he's he's done it so um i, I would have to say him he'd be an interesting story on the uh, on this podcast you think we'll get tears or goosebumps when he's telling a story maybe maybe a few tears maybe a few laughs i don't know all right all was, right was he an abh uh, what abh he was on the flight deck he was on the flight deck he wore a yellow vest okay abh yes yeah, yeah. that's yeah. funny see i don't know that i don't know that. i don't know I, either. I, that was the same rate as me i never actually put on the yellow shirt but uh-huh. uh he was so. on uh i know he was on cbn 77 77 which was the george bush okay yeah see yeah at least yeah. you know that i know a little bit every time i i, I meet you know clients who are in the navy i'm like washington oh, and i always try to relate something to them that yeah, which yeah. is a huge part of my 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 sales approach um whether it's their shoes watches or whatever car they pull up in but every time i meet a military i'm like oh yeah my brother was in the military he's like oh yeah what do you do i'm like i don't know he wore a yellow vest <laughs> <laughs> Dude, don't worry that's the extent of what i know too. yeah the only reason i know his ship is the uss enterprise was because my dad was a Star Trek fan, and okay. so it was the USS Enterprise. Is the name oh, that's of the right. Ship, right. Wow. So, cool. so it just happened to you know. Okay, well that's easy to remember. I can yeah. remember that one. <laughs> but other than that, you, I mean, when his Navy buddies come over and they start talking Navy stuff, I have no, whoo, you know, right over my yeah. head. I have no yeah. clue. What oh, they about. start talking in codes. It's just like yeah. a whole yeah. different language. It is. Oh no, no, no! It's it's great actually. I've been a civilian long enough that I've forgotten a good chunk of it. Uh-huh. So I couldn't even remember what their pay stubs were called. Les, by the way. Okay. Yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All you need is to have your uh, what the hell do they call that thing? The pay stub? Oh yeah, my LES. Yeah, that thing. That yeah. thing. Yeah. That's that's funny how you guys talk. 
I yeah. just I don't know if I could ever join the military. I love him. I have mad respect, but I don't know if it's for me. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I didn't. I got away with not doing it. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm sure it would have been fun. I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it would have. It would have sucked. And you been guys, fun I'm pretty like sure you guys say. both have the types of personalities where you would have kicked ass in it. Yeah. It's know. really it's really not that hard. You got to do three things: show up on time, have a squared away uniform, do what you're told. Oh, that's I it. I would have aced it. Crushed yeah. it. That's, it. <laughs> that's literally all you have to do. You can have a 20-year career. If you do 10% more than that, you're going to be an outstanding, exceptional sailor. That's it. Shoot. Well, Maybe I should have joined the military. No, but honestly, if I could if I could redo everything, like, you know, go back in time, I would have joined the military when I was 18, traveled the world, you know, been able to to uh, to take advantage of, you know, the, the VA home loan and all mm-hmm. all the free stuff. Hindsight. I'm telling you, I'm a sucker for free stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and now that they remove some limits here. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. VA is going to be really, really nice. It's going inter- to it's going to be very interesting. All right, ladies and gents. Uh, thank you for being on the show. No, you did honestly, a great job. Now, if you want to start a podcast, you have the experience. Yeah. You can do it. Well, thank you for having me. Honestly, it's my first ever podcast, and hopefully I can be on again, and whether it's this one or another one or I don't know. I, I just I love I listen to podcasts all the time, but uh, thanks for having me. Well, dude, if, if you are interested in, in starting your own, let me know. I'll, I'll be there to help you all the way, awesome. whatever you need. Awesome. Awesome, brother. Very, all right, ladies and gents. Thank you very much. Quick reminder, 365 pairs of shoes by the end of the year. So if you have new shoes, you shoes, or you want to do a cash donation, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. Remember, we also do insurance. So if you need your homeowners, life, your business, or you want to add insurance into your particular business, maybe you have a tax office or a real estate office, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. We'd love to help you out. Thanks again for being on the show. Absolutely. And if you're looking for a house. Oh, I forgot to do that. Yeah. How about look right here at this camera. There you go. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Hey, guys. People from San Diego, if you're looking to buy or sell real estate, make sure to contact me, 619-874-1044. Or you can find me at all social media platforms at Sell with Manuel. I'm your guy. Boom. There you go. If I want to look for your YouTube channel, all that stuff, it's at... At Sell with Manuel. That's it. That's it. YouTube, YouTube is Manuel Sanchez blog, but everywhere else, Facebook, LinkedIn, everything. At Sell with Manuel. It makes it easy, huh? When you handle so the same way. I can't believe I still have that handle. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Yeah. It's what you do. It's what I do. All right, it's ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye bye. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home? or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now, or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.